Yeah, a little circle thing going. All right. We are live. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, everybody. I don't know if you know that, uh, my guest, Toby, but I renamed it the Joe Kilgallen podcast uh, because I figured maybe people would Google search Joe Rogan and be like, I'll check this guy out instead. So I'm, not, I'm just trying to steal some of his $100 million Spotify money. That's what I'm trying to do, really. Uh, but good, everyone, yeah. welcome. Yeah, it's not a bad move. I'll give I'll give you a proper introduction in a second. Everyone, welcome to the podcast. This podcast where I like to hang out and um basically shoot the shit with my friends, kind of same conversations you'd have at the pub or the bar or with your with your buddies. And uh, and yeah, we have a good time. We get a little silly. Sometimes we get deep. But sometimes you gotta you gotta get deep with your friends. That's how we do it. But today is a very special occasion. We are um, podcasting in celebration. My third uh, comedy album called "I Didn't Say Anything Bad" is currently number one on the iTunes comedy charts and you could also watch it on YouTube. And uh, my guest today is the man who made it look good. He was the director, the uh, cinematographer, the everything with the film, uh, the one and only also a hilarious comedian too, Toby McMullen. What's up, Toby? How you doing? Hey, what's up dog? Thanks for having me on. Dude. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in months. I know, man. Congrats on, uh, on number one, dude. That's killer. Thanks, dude. It feels good. It feels good. Um, everyone, if you're watching this on YouTube, just watch it on YouTube. You don't have to. If you want to buy the album, go ahead. I'd really appreciate that because times, they are tough. And anyhow, though, but Toby, man, it's, uh, it's it's good talking to you. You are currently, are you in Connecticut or are you in New York? Dude, I'm in Connecticut. Connecticut, man. How's that going? It's, you know, we're we're locking down. It's me and my girlfriend. We're staying at our folks place with their dog and our cat who's hanging by this window here. So it's, uh, you know, we're making the best of it. We're doing it. It's been, I, I miss hugging my friends. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, the hugging things. That's, I don't think hugging's going to happen for a while. I feel oh, like next man. time I see you, we'll, if people do the, that elbow shit people are going to do. I, I, I don't know what, dude. I, yeah, I, this, this, I got to say, is pretty great, though. Even just talking to anyone outside of the immediate circle I've been hanging with for the last couple months. I had an old friend of mine, one of my oldest friends in the world, Michael Paco, if you're listening, what's up, man? He came by last night. I got, um, I put a TV, an old TV. It's, it's like a 15-year-old TV, but it's it's nice. It's like 40 inches, um, Samsung. I put it in my garage and set up Nintendo 64. So he came over and we played some Mario Kart. Dude, fuck some, yes. Dude, it was a lot of fun. Mario Kart 64 is my favorite of all the Mario Karts. Dude, I, bought, it, I, I, bought, an, I bought an Xbox. How's that going for you, dude? I'm I'm I haven't I haven't been into video games in ten years, and I'm so addicted. I there's this there's this new there's this new Call of Duty that came out that I got, and uh, I was playing it on Sam's computer for like a day, and then I was like, "Fuck this!" And I went and bought my own Xbox, and I fucking I've been getting like like pro gaming controllers, dude. I'm a I'm a complete psycho about it. I love it, but like it's the thing I've been telling people. I go look. I know, I know money's tough, so not everyone can do it. And we're speaking from a little bit of privilege or whatever the fuck it is. But uh, you got to treat yourself, I think, during these tough times. We upgraded our TV to a, a pretty big TV. It was on sale, but it was a nice 65-incher. So we took Dude, the old TV, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, well, if movie theaters aren't going to be a thing for a while, I want to watch stuff on a bigger screen, especially if I'm all cooped up inside. Hell fucking and yeah, took, dog. Right? And then we took the other TV I put it in the garage playing Mario Kart, playing WWNW Revenge, all these classic 64 games. Fuck and yeah. I have a Nintendo, I have a Nintendo mini. And so like, I gotta, I gotta modernize though. My buddy's giving me shit going like, dude, you know, there's like better graphics. There's, he's trying to sell me <laughs> on all the new stuff. Well, I, I just been, like to kick it old school. 
Well, I've been playing online with my buddies. That's been like my way of hanging out with my friends, you know? See, yeah, that part's nice. I wonder how good the internet is in the garage, though. I feel like an old man hanging out in the garage, drinking and um, that's great. Playing smoking, video games, fucking smoking but cigars. You could, yeah, we could. But that's why I kind of set it up. I'm like, it's summer, it's outdoors in a sense. You know, you could put the garage door open, and then it feels a little bit safer. Nobody's coughing on each other. I had the chairs a good five, six feet apart, so we're all right there. Yeah, but I've, had a a good couple, I've had a couple homies telling me that they've been like hanging, but like keeping a little. You know, distance between each other and stuff, but I don't. I don't know, dude. I, we've just been locked down, dude. It's just been the four of us. I haven't hung or done anything with anyone except for the trip we made back to Chicago to grab the last of our shit. But I mean, other than that, dude, that's still heartbreaking. You care if I talk about that a little bit? No, yeah, go what for it. I don't give a shit. No, yeah, go uh, for it. Poor, poor Toby and his awesome girlfriend, um, Samantha Berkman, hilarious comedian. Everyone should check her out. She's been on the podcast a couple times, I believe. Yeah, she's and. Good. Uh, they had this. They had an apartment together, real cool spot. They go home after being away, and what were they away for? I'm sure you wouldn't. Samantha wouldn't mind me saying Samantha had, had cancer, yeah, in her toes, right? But I'm thinking it was in the lymph nodes too, or whatever. Yeah, it's spread, but it's all yeah, good now. So, all good now. Hell yeah, we're we're all happy to hear that. And she's got great material about missing a toe now. So that's yeah, fun. she does. <laughs> I saw her set before. Um, I think she went back to have like another surgery or something. And it was killer. It was all killer material. Yeah, it was. It was so, right before her surgery. She did that. It was so funny. So funny. Yeah, so good. Uh, and so anyway, they come back home to get some stuff from you know being in Connecticut, where where you know their her parents are and everything. And place completely robbed. Yeah. What was it like? What was it like? I've never walked into like a, a scene because you see those that shit in like TV shows and movies where they walk into their apartment and like the couch cushions are flipped over and everything's torn apart. What was it like when you walked in? Dude, it wasn't like that at all. That's the fucked up part. It was just my camera shit that was taken. So it was like we walked in and I was like, oh, I must have. I thought I left it right here. It must have been somewhere else. And then I like looked all over the apartment and then I saw that the side door had been forced open. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. They came and got because I had I had the way the way it went down was I left to come to come to New York with Sam so she could have her surgery and then I was going to be here for a few days and then go back. And I had a bunch of shoots in Chicago. I was going to do um, with some like pretty excellent comics. I was really excited to work with. And then the COVID shit started popping off that weekend. Like the, the Friday I was supposed to fly back. It was the Thursday before that they started shutting everything down that like gigs started getting canceled, everything. And I was like, okay, well I'll just, you know, go get my shit in a few weeks or whatever, once this dies down, not realizing that it was going to be, you know, like a month and a half that we were gone. So yeah, I just came back. It was all, it was all gone. But this actually the funny part is, so like we had left in such a rush that, that the apartment was a total shithole, right? There was like dirty dishes out and shit. So when the cops came in, the cop like opens the door and I'm showing her where they came in and she's like looking around. They're like, Oh, they really trashed the place. Huh? And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They fucked it up. But it was bastards. <laughs> yeah, they came in and did some, ate some ramen and left the fucking dish in the sink. How much total like money in camera gear do you think was taken? Oh, dude, like I'm sure you did the math on that. It was like six or seven grand. Jesus, six or seven grand. Yeah. And what's even more painful is that I mean, I'd heard I didn't, you know, I didn't bother you guys to buy. I think I texted you to be like, "Hey, man, that really sucks." But uh, you guys are like 99 sure of someone you knew because they 
specifically took the camera stuff and nothing else. Oh, 100%. It was someone who knew it. We think it was a comic. Like, because they knew, because we, we used to throw these big parties every week. Like, every Monday, you came to, to one. Yeah. Thing. And uh, so, like, everyone in Chicago comedy knew where we lived. Sam ran a show across the street. Everyone knew our apartment, you know. So, they they came and they that's what they came for. You know what I mean? But then the incredible thing is, Sam, I was like, oh, so I was so bummed. And just like, because we drove through the fucking wasteland, you know, Mad Max style, me, her and her dad. I don't drive because I'm a fucking scumbag. So I'm just in the back <laughs> being a fucking sack of potatoes while I handle this, you know, 12 hour drive or whatever it is. And we pull up and I'm just like, oh, man, it's been months. All I've wanted is just to have my camera shit. I've been so worried about it. I had tried to get homies to come by and like grab it. But then it was like, ah, I, don't, I couldn't get them the keys. And then they were worried about the COVID. So they didn't want to travel in the city or whatever. And they had to walk in and have you gone. I was just like, fuck. But we were, so we just packed up all of our shit. We just started, we were, the original plan was to be there for like three days and like slowly pack stuff up, try and see some people, you know, safely or whatever. And we, we were just yeah, like, definitely. fuck this. And we just started just throwing everything out. And Sam posted like, yo, Toby got robbed. This is Venmo. If anyone could help out. And my fucking phone did not stop buzzing for two days. It was insane. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I I was able to, like, every comedian in Chicago, people from, you know, other parts of the country, friends, family, all reached out, and I was able to replace everything. It was unbelievable. That's that's fantastic. Still, part of you wants justice, right? Oh, yeah, dog. So you know specifically who it was, and you probably can't say on air for legal reasons, but if you know, I know some guys, we can talk to some (laughs) other guys, we can make some shit happen. That's the other thing is that it's like it, it's I've just tried to just be zen about it because it's like there's no way to prove it. They've already sold the shit. I you know I I checked eBay and Craigslist and gave the cops the serial numbers and shit, which is like the, they're fucking useless. Um, I don't know if you've seen some protest about that, um, but I have know, not. <laughs> What's going on? People people are upset with the police. Yeah, no. cops cops I guess. Uh, <laughs> I saw a great status that was like, uh, if if we get rid of the police department, who's going to show up to my apartment seven hours after I'm robbed and shrug their shoulders? And I was like, ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> that is fucking well, dude. Accurate. I had a clip. I had a clip like from the podcast, like over a year ago. I had, um, you know, Tito uh, Ortiz, the comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was on the podcast and um, I was telling him that by far, because we grew up in a neighborhood and we know a lot of people who became cops because that's just like our high school. Right. And uh, we we're, were basically saying that the most important of all like the s- city jobs is garbage men by far. Because, you know, firemen, there's barely fires anymore because, of, like you know, it used to be back in the day, you had too many things plugged in and then shit would burn up and you called the fire department. Right. right. I'm not saying the fire department are, isn't. No, no, no. They're, they're super useful. When, when it gets gnarly, it's, they it's handle important, it. But it's course. 90% foosball and chili with those guys. They're, they're hanging. Yes. They're hanging and with their boys. That's why everyone wants their job. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. shooting free throw. Games the <laughs> yeah, horse all day long. <laughs> yes. Fucking brats. It's a dream job. It is. And there's, you know, you just you have to avoid a fire. Like I read a stat saying that um, the average fireman, or there's there's four major fires a year, and the average fireman doesn't even see it. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like, you know, maybe one year that fireman might get into it, but then like seven years later, he'll get into another major fire. And it's just, it's, it's a much safer job because technology better and shit doesn't burn up as quickly. Anyhow, cops, like we, like we were talking about, typically show up after the crime was already committed. 
right you know with a notepad going like eh, fucking these things never turn up you know so yeah let's but go garbage get, men though let's go get free hot dogs you know right yeah, yeah. The, no, dude, the garbage guys appreciate fuck yeah i worked at a hot dog vendor at a park in, in chicago porridge park for like a little bit you know where it was just like a little stand you know hot dogs and bags of chips and you know starburst and stuff like that cans yeah, yeah, of pop yeah. yeah gatorade and um the cops would eat free of course. So the, the guy who owned it was just like, if any cop comes, just give it to him for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, cops. whatever. You would, like, look, and you know, I, um, again, I, I know some cop friends and some of you are good, but you need to speak the fuck up a little bit more and point out the bad ones. Cause in comedy, we're pretty good at that. In comedy, if someone steps out of bounds, everyone's all over that fucking person. So yeah. Like some people in the news this week. Yeah. Um, I just want to go on record. I don't like, I don't like, I'm not, you know, I don't think either of us are a big fan of like cancel culture. Fuck um, no, I don't back it. You at know, all, but you can't just fuck kids. No, well, I don't think he fucked any kids. So for those people who know, Chris D'Elia, is it D'Elia or D'Elia? I've never known. I, look, I'll say this: I've met him a handful of times, and he was a really nice guy to me. Um, yeah, it's because you I don't like exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I don't like <laughs> dumping all over someone. Um, but from what I read, it was yeah, he was. He was he was grooming. I guess grooming is a term where you message underage girls so that way when they're 18, you could bang them, I guess. You're like grooming them along. I think that's what it is. I could yeah. be completely fucking wrong. Um, yeah. We don't, neither of us yeah. know shit about it, but it's just, uh, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, no, it is pretty crazy with the whole. So everyone's, uh, not everyone, but you know, most of uh, Twitter is getting rid of uh, freaking uh, Crystalia and all that kind of stuff. Um, the only thing I'll say about it was because again I don't like I don't like piling it on just for anybody. I think I'm just too have too much empathy in that situation or sympathy. I forget the two. And um, the only I, I thought about the last 17 year old I hit on, I married. So <laughs> pretty good, pretty good Damn, there. We're, we're only five funny. months apart in age. Yeah, I did. I married my uh, high school sweetheart. So I'm I'm in, I'm, pr- I'm in the clear there. <laughs> don't worry about any of that shit. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, Dude, yeah, I don't, right. do, you, um, do you still feel funny? I don't think I'm funny anymore. This is the first. I, I refuse to do Zoom comedy shows. I think that that is a travesty. I think it's. I think it's an affront to the art form. I think it's insulting to the audience and the performer. I can't do it. I haven't done any podcasts. This is the first thing I've done in months, bro. So I apologize to your audience. I'll be funny in about 45 minutes when we're wrapping up. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I'm stand up funny. I actually got booked for a couple things this past week. So I'm like, oh, where are you going? Um, all nearby, like outside of the city, though. Like, um, oh, just one's like, like yeah, a one, like, yeah, like VFW suburbs. halls or people just don't give a fuck. It's just smoking inside. I still. think, I think, um, a couple comics we know booked me for the one show. And then, um, that club out in Downers Grove, CG's Comedy Club. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, until yeah. October, it's an October date. Right. So and the other ones like uh, later July. Um, Gina Bader says to smoke more, Toby. Um, oh, nice. I, I yeah, hell funny. yeah. Oh, it well. usually makes people a little silly. Oh, it's uh, it's not weed. I'm I'm actually I'm a huge narc. I'm sober now. I'm a drug addict. I'm oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's no. sober. <laughs> I, I, I knew, dude. I knew you didn't drink alcohol, but I wasn't sure if you didn't smoke weed or not. No, I've done anything remember. in like over two years. Yeah, and you've been killing it since, so it works for you, you know, dude. I was, man. I was gearing up to like really just be fucking dunking on life. I was like ready to move to New York. I had a bunch of shit lined up. I was so hyped, and now I'm just but dude, in the apartment way, with the cat, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, think of it this way. Um, I think you're you're going to be even more in demand when things come back. 
because when things come back, so many comics are going to be like, I got to step up my game now because you're going to, we're going to really have to step up our game as comedians because I think a lot of the big names who would sell out theaters, I think theaters aren't going to be, no one's going to rush to open those. If nah, the NFL, dude. the NFL, which is, you know, a $15 billion industry, if they're planning a season with no fans, what is, what do you think the Chicago theater where, Chris D'Elia used to perform is going to be like, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, dude. or we're like uh, Joe Rogan what, or Bill Burr. That's so what those guys might be some, some of the going comics smaller venues. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, that's going to push guys like me down that used to do those venues to like, I have to, I have to figure something else out now. I think, dude, um, I, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be on stages and it's like, and I was, I just didn't think about it and for the longest time. And then I was driving with Sam and I like jokingly set a line from one of my jokes this is like two weeks ago, and I got so fucking sad, dude. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a good ass bit. <laughs> I can't say that shit. Have you been writing though? Have you been, have you been working? Um, on I've, I, I really haven't like sat down to try to write, but that's never been my style. I've got about oh, four yeah, bits. I've got a four bits where I'm excited about one. Everybody, I, I, because I, for those of you who aren't aware of my writing process, not really a process, I guess. I think of something funny. My brain's created a filter where I can know. Oh, that's that's for stand up. That'll be good for the stage. Yeah. And then I kind of jot down a whatever like that title would be. Like on an album, you have the back of the album is full of the track titles. That's yes. what I kind of will jot down. I'll open up the Notepad app on my phone and write down two or three words, and I could read you. Maybe I did this on the podcast already, but I could read you one of. Um, I think a yeah, couple of podcasts. Here's a couple of the joke titles. Where's the one? I'm the same way where it's just like, it'll be like, you know, animal fucker or, you know, like yeah, hot yeah. chocolate. <laughs> and then that's like a four minute bit or whatever. Um, Fat Barbie. Damn. Hell yeah. Fat that's... Barbie. Cause I don't know if they have plus size Barbie now. Oh, do they? Yeah. And some people might be like, what are you getting for Joe? That's not what I'm saying with Fat Barbie, but I'll just give a, I'll give away a little I bet, bit. I bet she's, I bet, I bet she's, you know, thick in the right places yeah dude that's what people forget that's what i bet i bet it's i bet it's it's not juggalo all gut no tits barbie oh no that'd be awful man (laughs) nobody wants to you know people are saying hey don't hate yourself be be you know be comfortable with you love yourself that's what body positive is supposed to be but you know if if someone that's why i'm thinking it's gonna be hilarious you know lizzo is eventually gonna drop 50 pounds it's inevitable (laughs) She's already making posts like, "Hey, I'm just exercising for me, damn it." She's gonna drop fifty pounds. That, not, and everyone's not her, gonna not be her, like, "Not her doctor, who's like, you have heart disease." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and so people are gonna turn on her. They're gonna be like, "Lizzo, you were an inspiration before," and she's like, "I fuck you." I, I, you know what I mean? I'm still an inspiration, damn it. It's, it's gonna be this whole back and forth thing where they're like, "She's gonna Oprah it up and go like Jonah Hill, going back fat to skinny, fat to skinny." You know? Oh yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, there are babe. people who are. There are people who are technically overweight who are still in good shape. I'm not denying that, but there's just no way you can tell me it's healthier to have lean muscle versus being big. There's just yeah. I, I refuse to back the si- any fake science on that. What, what what Barbie needs to do is they need to implement the Stretch Armstrong technology, and they need to have binge and purge Barbie, where you could make her fat and then she could get skinny, you know. But then she gets That's in a good relationship. Like. She puts a couple pounds on. They break up. She tightens it up. You know what I mean? It yeah. gets in the gym trying to find some strange. Gina Bader just posted, uh, hey, stop talking about me. Yo, Gina, my- <laughs> we, don't, we don't believe you, Gina. 
I can tell oh, by man. your profile picture we're not talking about you. I can, um, I can I can tell you that I have not done shit. I've been eating like fucking garbage. I've been big. I've been, I got back into cookies and ice cream in a big way, dude. I, oh, I, had, I had ice cream cookies. I had an ice cream sandwich. You know, with the two, they had these M and M's where it's like an ice cream sandwich, but they have M and M's in them. Dude, fuck amazing! Yeah. So I just combined your cookies and ice cream right there, dude. Uh, oh, here's the thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll give away a little bit of the fat Barbie joke, um, just a tiny bit, because I, I know you'd like the take on this. So the yeah, let me hear. Let forward. me hear the angle. So, um, it's my my cousin has daughters, and I was you know I was talking with him. And he was like, dude, it's bullshit because, yeah, I bought her like the overweight Barbie or the or fat Barbie, whatever they're calling her. And now <laughs> I have to buy all these new clothes because fat Barbie doesn't fit into the other Barbie's clothes that we already bought because she already had regular size Barbies. Yep. So he's like, I thought all these all these woke people are pushing supply side economics. You know what I mean? All these <laughs> socialists, we all need to be one and love each other. It's, it's capitalist as fuck. All these ideas because it's just the new version of these things. And so now, like, you know what I mean? And Fat Barbie doesn't come with a whole wardrobe of fat clothes. So it's got, you know, it's a whole thing. And his daughters were getting mad because it's like, why isn't Big Barbie fitting into this sweater? And he's like, well, Big Barbie had self-esteem issues in college. And now <laughs> that's just how that goes. You know, some shit went sideways at a couple of frat parties. And now she's wearing the size 12 pants. So there you go. So and now daddy has to spend more money and work a couple extra hours at the at the mill. My cousin is working a mill. I don't know. I'm making it seem like that. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I present this to everyday Americans. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, yeah man. I haven't been really working out all that much either. I um, I had like a week where I ate healthy. Like that's it. Like one week. But it's oh, hard. Yeah. I got like, dude. I'm like, uh, the thing that's changed about my life is not doing stand up at night because I was stay at home dad before. But right. then my wife would come home and I would go out and do stand up. And the stand up, I was looking at like a reward for being a good dad all day. All right, you're a good dad all day. Now you get to go be on stage and, and, and live this lifestyle for a few hours before you got to come home and get a little bit of sleep before you do it all over again. And I'm not getting, I'm not getting the stand up at night. So it almost reminds me of like people, people who've been following the podcast over the last like 10 weeks, I've been really referencing the Beatles a lot. My son got into the Beatles. So I started, you know, I, when I get into something, I read a shitload about it. Yeah. I think what doomed, what doomed the Beatles was they stopped touring in 1966 because the tour, the, the concerts were just ridiculous. People would scream the entire time, and they didn't have the technology to have the amps big enough. They like built special amps for the Beatles that were like invented for Beatles concerts. These like oh, box one hundred things. Yeah, there's a whole documentary called Eight Days a Week by I think Ron Howard, and um, it's about the Beatles touring years. And it's yeah. you see concert footage of them where they like george looks at paul being like i can't hear shit i don't know it wasn't even fun for them because it's just and then they cut to the crowd and it's just sixty thousand people screaming and fainting and like you know police officers were carrying people away because they like fainted or they tried to rush the field just to touch them it was a true mania and so then they start touring in 66 and they started putting out like two albums a year like the Beatles put out a shitload of music. Most bands, you put out an album, a couple of years later is your next album. They were right. doing two full-length studio albums like a year. And, and one really sheet of acid a day. Yes, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And I think because they didn't get the release, because a lot of bands, you're in the studio, you're working hard in the studio, and then the reward is to perform the music that you were just working on live. Correct. So they didn't really get to do that. Other than like maybe maybe a TV appearance here or there, and I think that's just where they started like button heads. And they were just around like, each other too much. They didn't get they didn't get too to much. release. You know, they didn't get the 
Oh my god, those are like strives. Do you ever have stand-up stress dreams where it's like you can't the audience yeah. the same thing the audience is screaming or there's like a weird wall in front of you and you can't connect. That's got to be that, but reality. I can't imagine. Yeah, that was trying to play and you can't hear the fucking drummer five feet away from you. It's got to be insane. Ringo was on an interview with Howard Stern not that long ago where he said it get it'd get to the point where he would know changes based on what, like he goes, Paul would do a little thing with the bass on a certain part of the song. And I would knew, Oh, drum roll now. Like he he would, cause it was so insane. They couldn't hear stuff. Whoa, and there was, there was an interview once where George was like, I definitely wasn't playing the right song, but people were just, they didn't care. They saw us and they were happy. They had never you know? seen, so, they had never seen something that had been on the TV in person before and fucking blew it pretty mind. much. Yeah. That's what, you know, and I see people give John Lennon a lot of shit lately. Cause you know, we found out later on that he wasn't a good dad and stuff like that. And he, he like hit his first wife and I'm not sticking up for that, but I also can't imagine what the pressure and the stress of being 23 years old and being the most famous person in human history up into that point. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not condoning bad behavior, no. but I think it's important to understand where bad behavior comes from and all that shit, you know? Yeah. I don't think people understand what that is. I don't think anyone can, can deal with that. No, man. I mean, dude, it's so funny you mentioned stand-up dreams because I actually had my first one recently in a while. As a comic, I wouldn't have like a lot of them, but like, you know, every like 10 days would be a dream where I'm doing stand-up. And so many of the dreams is me trying to get the crowd in the room. Nice. Yeah. I like that, that background you got there. I don't give a shit. But oh, so many yeah, of my yeah. stand-up dreams, so many dreams that where I'm doing stand-up, it's a show that's like, like badly produced. Yep. And I'm my turn to go on stage. And as I start to talk, like half the audience starts to leave immediately or they're just seated in the wrong spot. Their backs to me. They're not listening. Another one, another aspect of those stand-up dreams is that I'm way late. Like someone's yeah, like, dude. dude, you're supposed to be on stage an hour ago. Where are you? And I'm like, oh shit. And they're like, yeah, the audience has been waiting. And I'm like, the audience has been waiting for an hour. Oh, they're going to hate me. Why would I go on? <laughs> Stuff like I, that. I don't know I, what that's about. I, I, I've had ones where I'll be on stage and I'll be getting heckled. And the heckler will like be really nailing me, just like you were a fucking nerd in high school. Nobody likes you. And then I'll like wake up and I'll be like, oh my God, I was, my brain was fueling the lines for that heckler. Like, I fucking hate myself, I think. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's deep. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it is fucked up, man. <laughs> isn't it crazy as you get older, you can, you, you're smart enough to figure out why something is a thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I'll I never forget. I'll never forget being twelve years old and watching Winnie the Pooh, and then there's the kangaroo characters, Kanga and Roo, and I was like, "Oh, kangaroo!" I put it together, and I was like, "Blew my fucking mind, dude." <laughs> I think I have Kanga and Roo around here somewhere. I'm in my kids' play area is right behind me. Everyone, you can see like a whole mess of fucking toys behind me and shit. Um, yeah, I'm opening this loft. I can't show you. I'm not wearing pants right now, which is the the dopest part about this podcast. First time I've ever been able to pull that off. It's pretty pretty sweet. So let's go back to the idea of what the what comedy is going to be in life. Like I have not done any Zoom shows. I've been asked to do a couple. I've said no. I was polite about it. I wasn't like fuck that. I don't want to do it. And look, and and I've said this before. If people want to do them, they could do them. It's just not for me. I I need the live interaction. I need that thing. And I literally I literally leave a chunk at the beginning of my act to like riff on the room or like talk to the crowd or be like, hey, your shirt sucks. And it's like, what, I'm going to look at the box and be like, hey, Karen, your fucking house is weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's awful and weird. Yeah. 
I think that's why those Zoom shows are probably for comedians who consider themselves writers first. Because we know a lot of comedians are like, I'm a writer. You know, that's this whole thing. Can I? And can I, I think, can I? Can I be really real about those Zoom shows? Sure. I think that those Zoom shows are completely about ego. They have nothing to do with comedy, and it's people trying to. My friend put this. My friend Kevin put this perfectly. He said it's all about people trying to hold on to imaginary status inside of this, you know, fake world of comedy, where they want to stay relevant because they've realized that they have absolutely nothing outside of stand-up. They've put their entire life into it, and they're not getting the validation that they need to feel like the pursuit of the thing that they've done every night has been worthwhile and that they aren't completely fucked, which we all are, and they're unwilling to cope with the reality that they have nothing. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I think you're um, fucking hammer hitting the goddamn head of the nail right there. Dude, Dude. for real, that's... Your friend Kevin's a smart guy. Um, is this is Kevin a comedian? Yeah, yeah. Well, he. I think he's right because I as he as you were explaining what he was say, um, hypothesizing. There's a mm-hmm. smart word. He mm-hmm. um, it made me think of how many times I'll see someone make a post. You know, the big thing in Sam comedy over the last like two years is someone will share like, excuse me, a picture of themselves, and on the pictures all their upcoming dates. Yeah. I'll be here, 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 here. Regular people, like any fan, no. it's just going to scroll right by that anyway. And because you know, the, they want to, they don't you know. have anyone who does that does not have fans. Yeah, the people who are doing that the most are doing that basically to tell other comedians, "Hey, I'm working. I'm in demand. Yes. Maybe yes. you book me too." I yes. guess that's not Correct. a bad strategy, but Correct. it is feeding the ego. And yes. I'm seeing a lot of that with here are my Zoom shows coming up, Gross. and they're like you know listing Gross. them up. Gross. So you should sh- take this time to expand. Your shit, get your podcast popping, you know, fucking get your album number one on iTunes. Maybe put in some work in other aspects to sharpen your game and broaden your horizons in other areas is what I would say. Yeah, I've got a couple show ideas like for YouTube, for my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I'm trying to invest uh, just just did the taxes. So hopefully we get a return. Hopefully. Hey, um, oh, fuck. I still got to do mine. Yeah, till July fifteenth, so it's no rush. But uh, oh, okay, good. I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was in June sometime. I've not been paying attention. No, they backed it up to July fifteenth. They gave everyone like a three month extension. I bet they back it up a little more, even though. But if you get it done, you can still get the the money. Yeah, That's what yeah, someone yeah. told me. And I'm looking to like reinvest. Like you know, I want to start shooting the podcast on 4K cameras. Um, yeah, I mean, this yeah. stream is fine for now, but you know, I got to step up the game. And I have some YouTube series shows, but with everything going on in the world right now, I got to wait for things to die down to start them. Not that they're yeah. race related or anything like that, but it's just kind of, <laughs> hey, I'm looking for guests for a new series about this subject. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just yeah. people might be like, hey, Joe, we're trying to, you know, we got a revolution out there. Here. You know? Yeah, dude, yeah. I've been off. I've been off social media. I deleted Instagram from my phone. I fucking I haven't been on Facebook in forever. I, I, I unplugged myself, dude. I was like, fuck all this shit. I think that's kind of smart to do. I, I I was doing a thing. I didn't do it this past weekend, but I was doing a thing for a while where I was taking the weekend off of Facebook. And I don't go on Facebook as much. I know I'm we're live streaming on Facebook right now. Um, as far as like scrolling, I don't. I try to just not do that because you'll find yourself getting mad. I found myself one morning getting annoyed about something, and I was mad. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I upset? I got I got my two sons. I got a three year old and a one year old to take care of right now, and I'm letting a post from someone I barely know make affect me. Yeah, I'm, making it, I'm letting it affect yeah. my day. That's yeah. that's crazy. Dude, and yeah. Twitter, you know, and what what happens is, so like we were talking about before, 
we referenced the Chris D'Elia situation. If people aren't aware of that, Google that. Um, and again, none of us are sticking up for that behavior. Nah. But I saw someone call him a rapist, ah. and I'm like, he's not. He hasn't been accused of that. I go, that's a big allegation. You can't right. say you know that shit does bother me because they 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 try to lump them all together. Remember when they yeah. did that with Al Franken? They're like the Al Frankens and the Harvey Weinstein's. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Those two are not in the same boat. Al Franken I, took some pictures where he pretended to feel someone up, where Harvey Weinstein should be in prison the rest of his life. He he like a legit raped people. That you can't compare those. Hundred percent. There's the the, the the dude. This this made me go crazy because I did good. I'm not on Twitter. I've never had a Twitter, but I did go through that big Twitter thread of all the you know reposting all the shit about Dalia, and then there were a bunch of them that were like, I was 21. I DM'd him as a joke, and then he responded and was weird and like tried to get me to hang out. And I was like, No, no, no. You don't count. You don't count. You are a, <laughs> no, you a full blown alcohol <laughs> purchasing adult. You DM him. You DM'd him not as a joke. That's not a joke. I fucking know what jokes are. Like, get out of here with that. You don't get to... You, this isn't about you. That's like... A, what I, what I say to Sam? I was like, oh, that's like a look at me, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, look at me, too. Hashtag look at me, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, nah, dude. See, get this out is of here the shit we need still, though. We need comedians, uh, like, still trying to find some humor in this in these tough subjects. I had one where I was scrolling through all of it, and a woman popped in, and I was like, mm, hold on, because I've seen the pictures of all the other women they're all women now everybody they're all like in their 20s and they're attractive you are ugly as hell and i can't imagine in just the three years from 17 to 20 everything went downhill for you like i don't know i mean maybe i'm being a bad guy here but i'm like eh, that one doesn't seem like it fits i don't um, know I've, I've gained about 20 pounds during this quarantine so anything can happen joe <laughs> yeah that's very true that's <laughs> hey sam norton's a fan sam norton said hashtag look at me too is hilarious yeah right sam's a good dude i feel like that yeah. does take away from like a movement when you're pushing it to make it seem like whatever he did was worse what he did was bad no one's denying that you yeah. as a grown man who has like a celebrity status to like prey on younger girls and and you know that's bad it's a bad move right um, you don't have to make it even more horrific. It, it stands yeah. on its own. Be bad. And and another thing, it's like a lot of comedians who never liked his act anyway. They're using this to like almost push their own name. Being like, I never, I always thought he wasn't funny anyway. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. look, his style isn't my cup of tea. But dude, I lived in LA for three and a half years, and other than Bill Burr, nobody killed harder than him. That's what everybody. Nobody said. killed. That's what everybody. Yeah, said. he's. And I know, I know, guys who were on his same just <laughs> um, for laughs back in 2010. <laughs> And I don't they do act out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Whatever, yeah. They're just like, I'm a, I'm a writer. I don't move on stage. So, <laughs> not, like, that guy's a rapist. Like, what the fuck? Well, it is funny to me too that when they're like, oh, couldn't you just tell that Crystalia was a creep? Look at him. I've found that the people who don't look like that, the people who have like the glasses and the backpack and and like you know the guys who look like they write for the Onion, are usually pretty fucking creepy too. Yeah. They're usually the ones that are you know fucking sniffing girls feet while they sleep and shit you know hundred percent it goes both ways yeah it's, i think people just suck people suck i think people are inherently bad like when people are like you know the good of like the good of humanity i'm like there is no good politicians eat eat kids and fuck babies like whatever everyone is the devil and then people are like can you believe that this guy did this horrible thing i'm like yeah easily so easily i it blows my mind that people think people will be good in any scenario ever. 
Yeah, that is that. Oh God, that is the most overused phrase where they say, um, "I'm just, I, I'm just so surprised." Really? Well, have you not been paying yeah. fucking attention? It's why I never liked the phrase "I'm woke." It implies that you were sleeping. Like, did you really, really, you woke now? Did, did you not think racism existed before? You're just discovering it now. Like, yeah. if, if I were, if I were, you know, you know, black or Hispanic or, or or any marginalized group, and a bunch of like white knights were saying like, "No, I'm 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 woke," I'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me! You're yeah. woke." Uh, that's just that term. I can't. It's okay, I think, for other people. To, like, if black people were to call a white, this is my friend. You know, Toby, he's woke. I think that's fine. But for much you as a white person, much rather have him call me the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Well, that's like that's like my favorite thing any of my black friends have ever done to me. It really <laughs> is. Because it yeah. makes it feel like, oh, yeah, we're cool. Oh, it's right? so fun. And I always put it out, too. I'm always like, yeah, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> there is certain stuff that like i don't care like if if your black friend says you just trust it more there's certain groups that have um i guess these are stereotypes and you know people try to act like you know not all stereotypes are bad though no a lot of them are really fun they're fun and some of them there's they're almost like complimentary in a way yeah i was so both of my sons we didn't know the sex of the baby we were going to be surprised we didn't find out boy or girl we obviously never would have done like that let's fucking hit a balloon is it pink or blue? And we, you know, we don't do that shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, dude, I love, I love those people who have started like forest fires with their gender reveal. That is <laughs> so funny to me, dude. It's like, yeah, what you were doing is already a crime against humanity, and now it's killing fucking whole species of. Oh, it's great. It is hilarious, man. Those are like the worst people. Uh, oh yeah. So we didn't know, and I remember we were at a kids R us because we had to pick out some baby stuff. This is my first son. And um, the woman in front of us in line was an older black lady. And she turned around and she was like, oh, congratulations. You're having a boy. And then we're like, oh, actually, we don't know. We're going to be surprised. And she's like, you're having you're having a you're having a boy. You're having a boy. I'm like, if she says it, we're having a boy. There's just because I, I, I trust the wisdom of an older black woman. Now, saying that is a compliment. Right? I don't know. I think there's some stereotype about like older black women having like an inherent wisdom with certain things like that. It's yeah. like that Seinfeld episode where George took advice from the woman or George's mother took advice because they thought she was Chinese because it was like an over the phone thing. You ever see that Seinfeld episode? Yes. Yeah. Like I th- she ended up Donna Chang was her name and, but she ended up being a white woman. So then everyone's like, Oh, well, I want nothing to do with you now. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. Chinese. We believed you, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, there's certain stuff like that. I think that if we can embrace that, um, like in each other's cultures, I think we it would get people together more often. Yeah, hell yeah! All of all of my friends of different, you know, sexual orientations or trans or you know whatever uh, their background is, all we do is shit on each other for it, and it's the most fun. It's so fun. Oh yeah. And the people who can't have fun with that shit, I want I want nothing to do with you. You have you have you do not interest me at all. If I can't talk about how you're fat or your ears are too big or that you you know suck dicks or whatever, I, we we can't be friends. You know what I mean? And then you can be like, hey, you look like fucking carrot top or whatever, whatever. You know, you stupid Irish bastard, and that's great. I love it. I love it too, and I feel like that's what a lot of uh, that's what a lot of the comedy community has. And that's what real people have too. The, that world only doesn't exist on the internet, and they don't want it yeah. to exist on the internet. Yeah. 
That's like that's Twitter. They they think you can't do any jokes like that with each other. They they, they want to stop all that stuff, you know. And I think that's wrong. I think that's gonna hurt any co- like you know. I think this whole theme of this podcast is me me telling Twitter why they're ruining shit. Um, <laughs> dude, I think about that a lot. Where when I'm hanging out with Eric and Nicole Clark or Ed Towns, people could oh, joke. We have fun Towns. with it. He's getting married. I was fucking in- idiot. Ed Towns is getting married. Yeah, dude. Our buddy. I didn't see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, congrats, Ed Towns. Ed Towns has been on the podcast a bunch. Everyone go back and check out his episodes. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Holy yeah. shit, I'll have to send him a message. Dude, oh, first good one. on him. Yeah, you know, you know, first white girl under 190 pounds he hooked up with. Now they're getting married. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> see, that's funny. But someone, if they're, they're just hearing that, might be like, eh, I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Oh, I don't know if it's okay for you to make fun and of it, your friend who he himself would find it hilarious. Oh, and if you do Ed Towns, he'd be like, he'd be like, that's all you got? Like, that's so weak. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, oh, yeah. that's as weak as your last 10 minutes. Like, he'd say, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You yeah. see him leaning back and he's about to light a cigarette going. One of my favorite know? people in the world. I've never been more personally insulted by anyone else on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's I know. That's great, man. He's the best. Yeah, because, you know, he's fucking, man. I like and comics like that. There's someone like Sam Norton who's been commenting. He's a dude that you'd be like, dude, he's a fucking garden gnome, you know? But yeah. he would laugh at it and come right back at you. I just don't want us to lose that. Me, Toby and I want all of the equality. We want peace. We want justice. We want all of these things. Yeah. But I don't want people to change the dynamics of normal human interaction where you can't joke amongst friends. Now, if I didn't know the person, say I just meet you and I start talking shit, then I'm an asshole. Oh, you have yeah, to establish that's the worst. The friendship. That's the yeah. Worst. You have to establish the friendship. What when if, if you're at like a bar or something, so you just met some guy and he's instantly trying to bust your balls, and you're like, "Oh man, I don't know you, yeah. and now I want to fuck, fuck your you, sister." Dude. Just I just want to do something horrible to you. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that specifically, <laughs> and then be like, "Hey, we bros now, dude. We bros now. You <laughs> could call me bro. Look, we're bros. We bros now. We bros. Yeah." I mean, that'd be gross to think about it, though. If he was like, yeah, we're bros. I'm like, dude, I banged your sister, man. That's not <laughs> cool on my end. Not cool for you to be like, okay with that, right? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that shit. But I remember hanging out with a bunch of comedians. We were at the Laugh Factory. And it was funny because it was like two white guys. I think it was me and Russ Williamson. It was Joey V. Gomez and Avi Sanchez. And then it was, I think, was it Ed Towns and Curtis? I don't know. It was like it was a group of like seven or eight. And it felt like I remember someone around the room saying, oh, look, we're all well represented. Might have been Xavier Lamont. And because it was like every like group was like, yeah. you know, was, I think there was like eight of us or nine of us. Anyhow, um, they started giving white people shit because I guess our chicken's bad. Dude, you know, there's a the whole shit, stereotype that white that people don't drive our me. chicken. That shit drives me crazy. I'm a fantastic cook. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty I, hacky these days, too. It is. It's I, I find it to be so I'm from the South. I know all about spices. I fucking season the shit out of everything I eat. And don't, don't, oh man, I will fuck you up. That's actually the only fight. So, well, dating, isn't Cajun, isn't Cajun white people? Cajuns are white, right? That's a mix. Is it a mix? I didn't know. Yeah. I, don't, I know Creoles, and I don't know, but I was just saying, like, I've had barbecue chicken and spiced chicken that white people made. Even, even so, the whole idea that there's no good white food, have you not, what a cheeseburger is not good anymore? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. The, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we, I mean, lo- we, we good- stereotypes are fun, and you should joke about race, except about white people not being able to season their food. <laughs> that one, I say <laughs> no. Is, no, I don't back it. <laughs> no, I like, I like, uh, I'm all about the stereotypes, like white people can't <laughs> dance and shit like that. But I just thought the the food one was always weird to me because it's a new one. 
any of the new ones you're going to be like wait is that true hmm i don't know maybe i love but then i forget we live you know when you live in cities and you're from the south it's a little different you know yeah i love the uh like the white people love mayo mayo which is true i love mayo and then but it's, i and hate then, mayo my wife then, loves it though but but then it's like you got to try a black people potato salad and it's like that's just mayo and potatoes, you two-faced motherfuckers. <laughs> is, that, is that all it is? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and some spices, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely like um, like spicy chicken. I think is amazing. Oh my god, um, fried chicken sandwich what... is the best sandwich ever invented. Ever, it's my favorite. I know. I started get. I started making my own because I was going to Popeyes too often during quarantine. Dude, Popeyes not too far from me with the drive through. Yes. So I'm like, I got it. That, that yes. spicy chicken sandwich is so good. I've been. I remember I've taking been, a bike on. Yeah, I'd kill someone for this. Dude, I've been. I've had no. No lie, probably twenty Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Twenty. I mean, Dude, I don't know if I've, I've had been, that many, but I was averaging maybe one going. a week. I was getting pretty close. I've been going. Dude, I gotta. <laughs> I started making my own, but you need the pickle and you need like the sauce. I can't get the yeah. right sauce. Sa- Sam, because, the sauce. Of, because of her cancer. Any of my black friends food. listening right now, you want to help me with the sauce? <laughs> uh, it's a spicy mayo. Um, yeah, and I'll help you buy alcohol for your next party. I don't know. We, we got to work together, damn it. <laughs> right? We'll get an Italian guy to order the pizza. We'll get a Japanese friend to roll some sush. I mean, this is what we need to do. <laughs> We all gotta come together. This is why America on paper is a good idea, but it's not executed the way it's supposed to. Nah, you know, a lot of. I remember of, doing a, a show in St. Louis. Well, I way too many kinks. I was doing a show in St. Louis, and I was talking about how much I love Mexican people, and it's it's baffling to me. You've heard the joke; it's on YouTube, everyone, about how there are people who still don't like Mexicans, and that some guy like front or second row was like. He like yelled "fuck Mexicans," and I had a brief wow. moment where I'm like, "Oh sh- yeah!" And it was That's a pack. Crazy. It was like 250 people. Sarah Perry uh, was at this show, and I'm like, "Do I just ignore this racist piece of shit?" And then I'm like, "No, no, you I can't. didn't. I don't oh, do this to ignore God. that. I'm never going to ignore if someone's racist in front of me. I'm never going to ignore that." So I like turned, being like, "All right, let's fucking talk, dude." <laughs> and um, I just kind of gave him shit, and he was just like, "He's like, oh, there's too many of them, or something like that." I go, "Hey man, just so you know." What? Here's what makes I told him I go. Here's what makes America a great country. Um, you know, I'm drinking beer, right? Invented by Germans. Everyone here loves Taco Tuesday. Thank you, Mexico. Um, also, I noticed, sir, you're wearing a St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup champions hat. How many Americans do you think are on that team? And the whole crowd lost their shit. Everyone's laughing their ass off, and they start yelling two, two, because there's only two Americans on the team. The rest yeah. of them are European They're or Canadian. like Canadians, mostly like seventy five percent Canadian and Swedish or the Finns, you know, Russians. And then he was just kind of like, because the whole crowd gave him shit. So he kind of he, even he buckled a little bit, even though he didn't want to. Yeah. But I was like, you Hilarious. fucking, you just like sometimes you Hilarious. just need to shine a light in these racist faces, yeah, and then they they either. They either realize, oh, I'm being a fucking asshole, or they don't. Like I had one dude on my Facebook wall who was all against, you know, the looting and stuff like that, and and um and the riots. I, and I was like, dude, it. every great thing, every great thing comes from a riot. I understand you don't want someone to build a burn a small business that's around the block from their house. Yeah. Sure, okay, but if they want to burn a fucking major corporation or a bank, there was a video of someone busting on all the windows of like a Bank of America. I'm like, yeah, fine. These are banks. They all stole from you every time they take a fucking ATM withdrawal fee. So go Dude, fuck them. 
you know, and they right burn all these fucking banks down. They're all insured anyway, so it's not from, really from, from the bottom line. From twenty to twenty-five, all of my overdraft fees paid for those windows. They're gonna be fine. There you go. So fuck them, and I'm yeah. sure they'll like anyway. Yeah, but you have to make some noise. The Boston Tea Party was a riot. It was destroying private property. Got a country out of it. The Haymarket riots in Chicago, thank you, 40-hour work week and, and labor rights and workers' rights, all started from that. That like there the is a there is a, right a there weekend. is a there is a reason that peaceful protesting is illegal. It's because there's just because there's all those fucking cunts get to stand up there and be like, Yeah, walk down the street, have a sign, and we're gonna keep business as usual. No, you gotta fuck some shit up, dude. So people listen. Yeah, man. Dude, in the Bible, Jesus was flipping tables. Hell yeah! And that one thing, I, I don't, I don't read the Bible, but I saw Jesus Christ Superstar, and he got, he got pissed. Dude, he's that flipping little, tables. Little he's got some he's, strength. He's the one of the miracles they don't talk about is that he was the first guy to pull the tablecloth out without any of the dishes falling over. Yeah, JC was like, "What up?" You know. <laughs> and then when he walked on water, right everyone was like. That's impressive. He's like, you didn't see me with the flowers. This walk on the water. That no, the fucking the still standing. That's what's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, Jesus, this depiction. Wait till you ever think to yourself if people are doing oh, surfboards and wakeboards these days, walking on water. These motherfuckers are back flipping. I, I yeah, that's way cooler. Way cooler. Love it. Let me let's, know, see, let's I, see JC go wake to wake, do a nine hundred backflip. He can never, man. Have he you been could. skateboarding, by the way? Dude, I bought I bought a skateboard. I bought like a cruiser board because I was because I was like I don't need to you know because then I can skate to the train and get to New York, which that total bust. And then I bought uh, like an actual like skateboard to do tricks on. I've been out a couple times, but I'm too fat now. <laughs> I fucking have to lose <laughs> 15 pounds to fucking be able to skate properly. But you were like a proper skate kid. You were like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how to do some tricks and stuff, right? Oh, I oh, I, I, the... I, I I still got it, dog. You still got it. All right, good to, good to hear. Good to hear. I'm not. I'm not jumping What's down. What's the craziest? Well, that's nice. I don't want to. You know, I would hope old age wasn't catching up to you at the ripe age of what are you, 29 again? 30. I'm keep 20, old you. I'm 27. You keep I'm, lowering it every time I bring it up. Earlier, yeah, I'm like, dude. what are you, 28? You're like, no, I'm 30. I mean, like, no, I'm 28. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 27. Weird about your age. Oh yeah, no, I'm like a girl so, in Hollywood, dude. I'll never, I'll never tell. You shouldn't. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> I took my birthday off of Twitter a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. What is the craziest skateboard injury you've ever had? Injury? Dude, I've been crazy lucky with skateboarding injuries. Like, I've never broken a bone. Well, I like, I've like hurt stuff really bad, but I've never had any like super traumatic injuries. I've hit my head a lot, uh, which is why I like can't do math, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I've and I've like I don't have feeling in my left knee. I, I there's like a whole section that I just don't feel. And I there's like some pieces of my elbow that are floating around a little bit. And my left Ooh. wrist is like completely fucked. I it's got I can barely. Which do one do you jerk off with? My left, dude. It's a whole. Ugh, <sighs> I know, dude. Tragedy, tragedy. It really but is, man. It's it's because I've fallen on it so much i had a friend who was studying sports medicine and i was like oh sick tell me why my wrist sucks and she was like she like i like felt it i like did this and it, it's like a cement mixer in there you can like hear it like it's fucked and she was like basically you've been dislocating it a tiny bit over and over again your whole life so 
so it's just gonna suck for forever and i was like oh well you know thanks doc <laughs> fuck you i hate you <laughs> yeah dude because you want like a concrete can you fix this yeah they're like, what's well, the, me, all right so you've been exercises like nothing yeah give me a little physical therapy here. so you've been lucky you haven't had anything major besides that little list you just gave us yeah what's the have you ever seen have you ever witnessed like a really gross skateboard injury oh yeah oh dude yeah like people break their arm i'm the worst i ever saw wasn't skateboarding it was a dude i was like 13 and there was a kid who had like some rails and a ramp in his driveway and then our one friend who ripped killer you shredded excellent but he got on some rollerblades and was just fucking around right just like just like goofing off like let me, you know let I mean? me guess let me guess so let me guess someone called him gay and that's why he fell and just wrecked his shit yeah he killed himself uh no, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, remember that old joke bill bird talked about it in one of his specials where it was like rollerblading was super popular someone made one gay joke and then everyone stopped rollerblading yeah which yeah, is yeah, unfortunate because yeah. rollerblading is actually really fun uh yeah i used to play roller hockey people were childish like man people, yeah oh. roller hockey's great people were childish back then anyway i'm sorry tell me the injury though oh so then he, he jumped off his ramp and he landed on his heels and then like cartoonishly like went up and then fell on his wrist and just clean break both bones pulled his arm up and it was like like full oh that's the worst oh brutal i can't handle bones breaking dude it bums me out man yeah i broke my leg real bad but i'll tell you this man the reason i was asking if the, like you witnessed any really gnarly skateboard injuries is i had a flashback to this is like maybe like 10 years ago or so i was driving a friend um I think he got his car impounded or something like that. And he had just gotten done watching like all these crazy skateboard like accidents on YouTube yeah. or something. Yeah. And he was telling me about one where the guy, he showed me part of the video when we were at a red light and he shouldn't have, cause I get really queasy with this stuff. Yeah. The too. dude was like going down like a staircase and was trying to like grind like the railing. Yeah. And it just slipped out from underneath him. He lands the worst way you could land on a pole as a man. Oh yeah, and, just, just, just sacks. And then, yeah, like this, and then yeah. goes over. But then he yeah. popped back up right away, and um, he like starts to like run towards like his friend's car or something. And like the one friend's fine with the camera, like what's wrong? What's wrong? And what's his that? hand is inside. Yeah. yeah, dude, his hand was inside his pants, and yeah. he said that he was holding one of his testicles outside the sack. Yeah. And when my friend told me like that, well, that was the rest of the video. I had to pull over because I couldn't drive anymore because I lost all the color in my face. I got faint. I thought I was going to throw up. It was the grossest shit I've ever heard. And I told Fuck him, yeah. don't ever, don't ever do that again. I can't dude. I'm weak with that stuff, man. That's awesome. That's I, awesome. I can't, I can't handle it. Well, what people don't tell you about skateboarding is that the, the, you, you need to start when you're a kid. Cause you learn how to fall. Cause that's like the whole, yes. it's, it, it's the same thing with like jujitsu or any martial art where the, or gymnastics is that, you know, how to fall so that, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, you're going to be fine. It's just when some shit goes haywire like that and you sack a rail and you split your second half, very rare, but it can happen in the same way that you can have your fucking knee blown out playing football. So I, you know, any, any parents out there looking for something for their kid to do, highly recommend to let them skate if they want to fucking teach but you you're right to... you have to learn early yeah because it's like with gymnastics, as you mentioned i think a lot of kids start gymnastics early because they're the, they're too young to be afraid of flipping yeah because they you, you asked me right now head. 
Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not going to try a backflip. I might break my neck. But when you're young enough, they're like, no, let us show you there's a proper way. Don't be afraid. We're here. There's a mat. And then eventually they get over there and then they can do a bunch of flips and stuff. Oh, dude. When, I've never heard I, of anyone go, I learned how to flip when I was 37, you know? Fuck no. I, I had a, a, I'm afraid of heights now. I used to never be afraid of heights at all. And then I think my brain like installed vertigo in me to keep me from doing dumb shit. Like when I was, uh, when I was like 20 or maybe 19, I did one of those canvassing jobs, you know, where you're like the asshole on the sidewalk with a clipboard and trying to get people's credit card information to like send to, you know, a kid in Africa. But really this fucking third party company that's hired me to be on the street takes 90% of the money. And then the charity takes, you know, 87% of that money. And then, you know, 0.35% actually goes to the kid. It's fucking horrible, crooked business. But I was a kid. That's I didn't know any All charities, I think. Yeah. Uh, so many charities are just shit, you know. So we were we were downtown in the loop. Um, right on state and, uh, Washington fucking, I can't remember, uh, right, right by where that, where that preacher dude, who's always on the sidewalk yelling at people, uh, you know, that asshole, you know, if you yeah, smoke, yeah, that's you're like going to go to hell. State in Washington. Isn't that yeah, by yeah. the Macy's over there? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were, we were drinking in the office, me and my buddy and cause very responsible company. One of our boss would buy us booze as kids. Right. So we're drinking a big plastic handle of vodka just getting blasted and we go up on the roof of this building so we're downtown in the loop where we like climb a fire escape get up on a roof there's a you know just a, a fucking uh ladder on a wall we climb up that there's another one that's even sketchier and then we're up on this maybe 12 by 12 roof in the loop you can see the chicago theater lights it's incredible we are shit hammered and we decide we're going to jump off this roof, right? So it's like the way that the roof was set up was like this. It was like an L. And in front of the L is a straight up, I would say, 15, 20 story death drop. You fall down there, you're fucking dead, right? But the other roof is maybe a story down. Story and a half, not that far. So I jump first, land, it's gravel. I slip out land on my back you know just like oh kind of sobers me up a little bit and then i'm like oh yeah. shit totally fine no injury whatsoever my buddy jumps after me lands tactical roll perfect he used to skate perfect technique rolls it out like like a like a free runner or like parkour guy gets up broke his <laughs> broke his foot oh jeez. <laughs> well the alcohol helped you too man Oh, dude, yeah. being drunk for some reason, you're just it relaxes your bones me, and shit. You don't get hurt. Kept me loose. Yeah, dude, that's that's fucking dope, man. Uh, well, let me ask you this: there's a couple there's a couple things that I wanted to get your take on because um, you know we we kind of were alluding to it a little bit earlier with like the future of comedy and everything that's going down yeah. right now. I mean, I, I've been more I've been more encouraged lately because it does feel like things are going to slowly open up. Maybe some clubs will have to do some spaced out seating, which is a bummer, but. It's yeah. still live comedy, so I'm, I'm really hoping Hard, it goes harder, in that direction. Harder, but not impossible. We've all done shitty games. Yeah, like that. yeah, definitely. Now you have worked with a lot of comedians over the last like year and a half, too. It's, I feel like a lot of New York comics. You've worked with yeah. Andrew Schulz. Um, weren't you working with uh, Sam Morell recently? Yeah, yeah, too? yeah, yeah. I've done some stuff for Sam. Who else um, have you worked with? Uh, name some names if you don't mind. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Um, Bobby Kelly. If you can, I don't know. If... 
Yeah, 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 nice. Oh yeah, that's right. I do the I edit the video for um, Jessica Kirsten's podcast. She's like incredible. Um, if you see, uh, she has yeah, a she's great, super funny. She, she's so funny, so nice. She has a great scene in the new Pete Davidson movie, uh, King of Staten Island. She fucking, I don't want to give it away, but she's great. Um, who else? Mike Cannon, who's excellent. Um, there's this dude, Mike Feeney, who I haven't worked directly with, but he's like killing it. And, you know, we, we talk about stuff. Um, I've been able to work with just a ton of amazing people. And then I had a bunch of really sick people lined up. And then this goddamn virus had to shit on my whole cake. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm like, dude, as, as a comedian that also is a, like a filmmaker, I think you're going to be in a good position coming out of this because people are going to need you, like I was saying earlier, to step up their game. Because okay. uh, I think mo- more and more people are going to realize, all right, if people aren't going to go out to comedy live, how am I going to kind of like, you know, build my own stock per se? But what with with you know working with Shulls, who I know basically started his own studio out in New York right now, and yeah, um, they're, they're and all those other guys, yeah, yeah, dude, he's doing great. Every time I, he's over him. a million subscribers now on YouTube and everything. Yeah, it's it's him. Uh, this dude, Mark Gagnon, who's a young dude. He's like twenty two. He's a fucking genius. He's so good. And then his other guy, Alex Media, who handles all the filming and shooting, is also incredible. Those three guys, it's like the three of them do everything. They're unbelievable. Yeah, that team is sick, dude. Yeah. They destroy it. Fire, fire. What have have, have they um, have they said anything that about where they think the future of all this is going? No, I haven't really been talking to them that much. You know, I've chatted here and there with them, but they're like they they got to lock down the three of them. They're fucking Duncan. So I haven't really been in contact with them that much. Yeah, I think a lot of it is basically because I've seen what Schultz is doing. He's kind of doing like his own version of Weekend Update mm-hmm. with no filter, you know, because he could say whatever the fuck he wants on YouTube mm-hmm. and everything like that. And and it looks great. I mean, it's shot incredibly well. Um, it's inspiring because it makes you realize I got to step on my game like that, too. So yeah. whether it's trying to create a little studio here in my basement, because I got I to gotta remember not everyone might, you know, I think this is a cool background, but some people might be like, what, has he got a baseball player behind him? Come on, you know, you got to make it yeah, look but, a little but, bit more like you're in a... But also, and for anyone who's listening who makes stuff, the most important thing is that your shit is funny. Like, people, oh, go, people yeah. go viral off their iPhone all day, every day, and production value is good and can help, but it's I don't think it's as important as people think it is. I myself have had to learn to, like, kind of... I, I want to, like, make it, like, all, like, like fucking slick and and crazy cool looking and a lot of times i gotta cut all that shit out and just go joke 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 you know so it just funny first always yeah i would agree i would agree you have it has to be good because it yeah. could look coolish how many movies look cool but suck yeah a lot a lot, a lot. so many so many suck because yeah you it has to have some kind of there's gotta be some kind of content to it 100 um i just think if if it's because i'm confident in the funny part you know, not to sound conceited or anything, but I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident that it's going to be funny. So that's why I'm kind of a little bit more focused. But you're right. Funny comes first. Just like I think with any art, music, it, the song's got to be good. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people put too much into, you know, I was going, I mean, last time I texted with you was about like the album cover, which by the way, everyone, the album's out today. Last time I checked, it was number one on the iTunes comedy charts. Uh, feel free to pick that up. Um, tell your friends about it. Got the little ticker there by my new hey, album. It's called yeah. I. It, it's called I didn't say anything bad. Um, available on iTunes. Also available to watch on YouTube. Also, Toby, um, I put it all up in clips, which you know because you did the editing on that. You did an amazing job. One of those clips has over a million views on TikTok. 
dude that's pretty cool sick hell yeah yeah i got i got about 20 dude it is i'm I'm close to twenty thousand uh followers on tiktok it's my biggest platform okay i got more on tiktok than anything else so people it's pretty funny it's just and to all the comics who are talking shit about tiktok keep talking shit about it so all my friends can gobble up all that real estate and you guys can be left in the fucking dust Aside, yeah, exactly. Dude, because comedians are afraid of new shit. They're yeah. anything that's new. They're like, really, I got to keep. I got another thing I have to worry about. And yet, they still post on Facebook fifteen times a day. Yeah, it's dude, like, and you're, and it's you're also on a like, fucking and, dying platform. And then all of them are like, yeah, the way Dane Cook saw MySpace to like blow himself up. But then all of that, I've literally talked to people who are like, I don't want to get on TikTok until I've sh- until I've seen that it affects people's ticket sales. And it's like, by then, it's going to be oversaturated, and you're going to be exactly where you are on Instagram, where you're going to get, you know, you're going to think you're killing it at 900, 1500 views, and that's not shit. Yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. I don't know yeah. what this fear is that comedians have of things. It's it's a I actually kind of like it as a platform too. I'll find videos where it's like, here's how you uh, hang a piece of drywall, and I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of simple, or how to fix a piece of drywall. Yeah. And then there will be one where um, I actually took a stock tip off of it that's actually working out. I've never bought stock in my life, but it was a weird thing. I saw a TikTok video of like some stock guy going, "Watch out for this stock. I think I like the company. I like this and something or other." I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I just saw it going like, oh, that. That sounds like a good company. That's then great. I saw I saw blurb about it like online. I go, oh, that's two times. And then my wife was like, hey, look into this company. And I'm like, part of me thought, all right, someone's hyping a stock because yeah. this is weird. Way too many yeah. people are hyping it. But I bought in at 20 a share and it's at 65 a share now. And that's only been a month. So Fuck I yeah, like dude. it anyway. But and it's everyone thinks it's just a bunch of like teenage girls doing like this dance move. But no, there's there's more to it than that. Anyway, though, I it think, is a um, lot of that, though. It is so much of that. Um, yeah. So much of that, actually. Yeah. But there's some I, fun stuff. There's one I have one channel I like. She, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I don't, I haven't been posting because it's like I haven't felt really inspired by anything. And I'm such a psychopath where it's like, unless it's going to be fucking excellent, I don't want to do it. So I encourage everyone to, 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 use TikTok as an, I think it's a great new platform that people should really be going after. There's not a lot of stand up on there. I think it's excellent. I have, you know, my buddy Mike Feeney has been killing it on there, dude. He he's like you within a month went from, you know, 200 followers on there to like 40,000 and now he's at 200,000. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I've I've come across his stuff. He's really funny and it's but it's got to be funny too. Yeah. So it, it definitely, yeah. that's a big part of it. I think a lot of people, like you were saying earlier, they put too much on how it has to be perfect. Or I think it's, instead of trying to find that one video to get a million, throw a bunch out there and maybe they'll yeah. all add up to a million views. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter at that point too, you know? I should I should um, take my own advice and post shit, but I don't. So Yeah, it definitely sounds like you should in a way. Uh, yeah, well, I was I just wondering gotta, if you were talking any of those. Cooking. I bet you do. I was just wondering if talking to any of those New York comics like Scholes and those guys who um, they seem to be a step ahead of everybody else when it comes to this stuff. So I was wondering if they knew of anything, but I think their whole, their whole message would probably be just keep putting out content. And Scholes started that show because his other YouTube shows um, dropping in, he couldn't do anymore because the dropping in was all about whatever town he was performing in. And then him going around that town, that's yeah. over. I mean, it'll come back eventually, but so yeah, I think you have to just keep. You gotta just keep putting you know, stuff just out there. Outside find a way the to maneuver. I mean, I've had conversations with, with people with like big comics who were like, "Dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do now. Like, all of my money evaporated in a weekend. 
So like, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to make money anymore. So I have to figure out how to get my fucking Patreon going, how to get my YouTube numbers up, how to really get the podcast moving. Cause a lot of these people who were, you know, on the cusp of theaters or even people who just got into theaters or even people who just gotten into clubs headlining are completely fucked. I know, I know. And it's, that sucks to see because I think there's a residual effect. Like Rowan Jr. wrote an article where he talked about how, you know, the people who are doing this 5,000 seats are now going to have to go down and do this many seats. And the yeah. people who are doing those many seats are going to have to go down to this. And and that's why more than ever, you we all have to be content machines so that we, we could build our own shit. And, and that's why, like, again, not, why, not to go back people to. People should be thinking about that instead of thinking about how to do the a Zoom show with eight people watching where they can try out their new, but I mean, also if that works for you, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, dude, you're fucking right. At the end of the day, whatever the hell makes you happy. Yeah. But yeah, um, we yeah. have some fans there, whatever makes you happy at the end of the day. Uh, but Kevin I think, Hill, great guy. Very I fun. think, yeah, good dude. Bobby Hill said what's up to you too. Um, I think you're right though, because the zoom shows, you're putting all this energy into them. And as soon as live comedy does come back, the zoom shows are done. Right. And I, and I, I mean, and, who's and still going to watch a Zoom show once real comedy's back? Dude, and I'm someone who, who did so many open mics, so many horrific shows, and I could see the value in that. Even when it was like the worst of the worst, I could still, I just can't see the value in th this is great conversation, whatever, but just telling jokes to my computer for a muted audience, I, I cannot. I, I they the wiggle only, their fingers if they like it. Bro, that is the lamest shit of all fucking time. That is limp biscuit level horrific. Just so bad. And I guess I, I haven't needed to fill that void being, you know, having a family and everything like that. And and I was also fortunate enough that you got, you know, I, I was able to film an hour of new comedy with you before all this shit went down yeah. that we were able to release while this shit was going down. So I was very lucky there. Um, yeah, man, it's just... I had a whole plan for the rest of the year too, that hopefully I could still put into, into play. Um, like, you know, I said, people focus too much on stuff that doesn't matter. You and I, I was, I meant to, I didn't finish this before, but you and I, last time we talked, we were texting about the album cover. And then eventually I was like, Oh, who cares about the fucking album cover? It's a cover. Who gives a shit. You know what I mean? I mean, some people do, they want to put like some artistic expression on it. That's not my style. So why am I going, I found a really good picture that Sarah Larson took. That looks awesome. And I, I put the font on, and I'm like, boom, there oh, it is. I don't care. Chilling. Save money. Put it out there. It's, it's, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't heard anyone say that the, the cover sucks. And yeah. I wouldn't give a shit if they did. Don't overthink you know? shit. Don't it's, overthink shit. Yeah. I think people I, overthink stuff too much. One of my favorite quotes is, uh, is don't let perfection get in the way of good enough. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Good enough. Let's go. You know, make it as, but, yeah. but, but always with the, but don't let, but don't let yourself let it be shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't half-ass it. Don't yeah. half-ass it. Put, put all your effort into it, but then don't be a don't be a psychopath about it. As I'm saying that I don't post stuff because I'm such a psychopath about it. But still, you you gotta put stuff out uh, and just make dope shit. I don't know. Yeah, no. In the past, I would cut corners on stuff. I don't. I don't think cut corners have a work ethic. But yeah, yeah. I definitely would agree that. Um, I think a lot of it's insecurity from people where they're like, eh, it's got to be just right. I know I have comedian friends where I'm like, how come you haven't put an album out yet? And they're like, no one's asked me to. I'm like, so no one's going to ask. No ask. And that's what I love about music. You know, I know you're a big fan of that band pop and stuff like that. And that's yeah. why like, I, I like, 
there's yeah the flag in the background so many like nirvana's first album nobody asked them to put out no you, you know so many bands bands no that's where i like the music mentality better than the comedian mentality because i think the music mentality there's like a, l- a lot of good mu- music they don't give a fuck what the industry's telling them they kind of do their own thing 100%. and let the industry then follow where a lot of comedians I know, if you're a comedian right now and you're still and you're relying on the industry fucking um, formula, that map where it's like I do this and then I get this and when I get this I could get this and then this and this, you're gonna get left behind. I really believe that because, like we were saying before, there's so many things right now where also like you know we mentioned Crystalia earlier. This might upset people to say, and again, no one's condoning the behavior. He's not really gonna get canceled. He has over a million Twitter followers. He has know. a big, big fan base. I don't know if his fan. Well, here's what I mean by canceled. He might not get a TV show again. He might not get another sitcom. Right. He might not get another one of these. But he'll, he'll be able tickets. to sell out shows. Yeah. Well, Lucy K still sold tickets. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not. I'm not comparing the two. But what I mean is, when you have your own fan base, your own platform, essentially, you don't need the clubs. Right. He could go to a town. Like you, you go to a VFW hall and say, how much to rent this place? A thousand. Cool. Here's your thousand bucks. I'm going to go charge this many tickets and we're going to need this many seats. And there you go. Yeah. hundred percent. He just work door deals wherever he goes. That's what I mean. I'm not saying like, and that's, that's, and that's something that I have to, that, I, that I'm like constantly relearning myself is that like, like you said, like, I love pup. I love this band. The Menzingers are incredible. Like I've always loved like punk rock and like DIY but then in comedy, I've always been fighting for people to like recognize me and like give me the thing and like pat me on the back. And I have to constantly be telling myself like, oh, or, or like, like, man, maybe one day I'll be able to work with a network and create a TV show, which I still want to do. But it, it's like all of the people that have been your biggest inspirations your entire life have been like preaching like, fuck these people, fuck these gatekeepers, make it yourself, do it yourself. <laughs> And then it's like, oh yeah, why are why why am I constantly still seeking that approval when it's the approval of the consumer that you want, the fans, the the fans, yeah. the audience. That's what you need to be going after. Um, and that kind of mentality has allowed me to sort of create my own job within, you know, comedy where I'm working with people and helping them create stuff. Um, I'm unfortunately not creating enough for myself, but that's, I mean, that's an easy step to take. That's a good, that's a place I can Yeah. But, but in time, in time you will as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you're laying down a great foundation doing what you're doing. Yeah. And Sam and I are about to start working on a project. We're both really excited about that. I think it'll be fun and I'm sure we'll get you involved with it. It's a really stupid, fun idea that I think in sort of, I'm in anything you guys do. I'm in, even if it involves me, do you want me to, you know, I'll do anything that won't get me canceled, though. You know, okay. I'll do. I'll do. Uh, you know what I mean, we're gonna. Need, I'll, I'll make we're a fool of myself. I'll embarrass myself. A little bit of blackface, just a little bit, just a, a smidge, <laughs> a tiny bit, enough where I could say no. It's just it was just makeup that got put on wrong. <laughs> it was the it was the times. Things were different in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we were confused. I had COVID. I'm pretty sure I had COVID, and we're blaming on the COVID. <laughs> I got COVID. <laughs> I woke up in blackface. It was a crazy year. Yeah, dude, this is a bad year for everybody. That's that's 2020 in a nutshell. Oh man, I, I was drunk and woke up. Yeah, man, dude, I thought I was sad about being 30 on December 29th. <laughs> just kicking oh, off man. this new decade with just a real kick in the dick. It is a fucking weird year, man. It is weird. I just I don't know how it's gonna not gonna get weirder too. 
Um, yeah, but dude, some some good shit comes out of challenging times. So that's what I'm trying to stay positive with. It's hard to stay positive. So anyone listening that's like been down in the dumps, I get it. I get it. Oh my god, dude! You I've know? been sometimes I've been, I think you have to soak in it a little bit and then find your way out of that. I've been a bummer, dude. Straight up, my oh, work dude, I've ethic, thought my about work quitting ethic. comedy every other day. My work ethic has been in the shitter so many times over the past few months, where I went from like fucking working harder and being more focused than I've ever been in my entire life to just like, dude, let's just eat some fucking ice cream and watch literally four days of Chopped. Yeah, I've had that too, where I go, look, man, sometimes you just need to do... Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to go play fucking Mario Kart again. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, you know, I'm going to get, get really into Call of Duty. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things, though, where I've had it where I have to... You have to be proud of what you put out, I think, also, if I could give that yeah. message to anybody. I um because you know, we we cut up my last hour, released it as a special in clips on YouTube, and it didn't do as well as the last one. I don't know why. I followed the same s- steps. I think maybe you know what I did I think YouTube changed their algorithm maybe from 2019 to 2020, which I'm sure they did, but I, I did enough research where I'm like, all right, you know, um, I just thought it was, you know, I'd release the clips and I'm like, all right, the, that that one has a thousand views. That one's got 400. That one's got 600. All right. It, it was a little slow last time. And then it kind of exploded and every clip went into the, you know, 20s and 30s and 40,000s and yeah. stuff. And that really hasn't happened this time around. So I started to get real like depressed and down about it. Um, but then I just looked at, oh, the people who are watching it are liking it though. It's got yeah. all thumbs up. It'll have like it's- 80 thumbs up and like one thumbs down. So it's just the frustration we have as entertainers is um, it would be one thing if everyone saw something I put out. If I put something out and millions of people saw it and they all hated it, that'd be one thing. But the people who see my shit like it. So the the big challenge is how do I get more people to see it? Because the more yeah. people who see it, the more people who like it. And but then you also I could, said you got you know, a million. You got a clip went did a did a million on TikTok, which is insane. Yeah, everything I. Yeah, everything I wanted to happen on YouTube with this latest special happened on TikTok instead. <laughs> yeah. No, so I don't. Yeah, I got. I it's still I'm not giving up though. I told for a second there, I was just like, just blame it. Just, 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 just blame me. Just be like this fucking idiot. No, I'm not <laughs> blaming you because it looks be- it looks better than the last one. It was shot in 4K and your your angles are great. We lit up the curtain. It looks better. That's not to take away from the last one. The last one looks great too. Um, yeah. But it just no, but I just got to figure out back to that, to that same thing we said where it's like it can it, sometimes looking better maybe makes people connect less. Who knows? It's all fucking nobody knows. Well, who knows? But just so like people are aware, some, if something has 500 views, that doesn't mean it's bad. It means Correct. only 500 people saw it. Correct. And if it had 500,000 views and everyone thumbs down it, that means it's bad. You know. Yeah, and also think about how unbelievable performing in a room of 500 people is. Oh, definitely. I think of it that way. I think about that way with a podcast with anything. I had a friend who had a podcast that I liked for a little while. He only went like 15 episodes, and I – Hit it. I saw him. I go, Hey, uh, how's the podcast going? And he goes, ah, I'm stopping it actually. I, the one I just put out is the last one. And I was a few episodes behind. I was like, Oh, that sucks, man. I, I, li- I enjoyed it. He's like, Oh, you were listening? Yeah, I was. I like it. And he goes, Oh, I was only getting like 50, maybe 45, 50 um, downloads or, or listens per episode. And I go, Dude, you just started. Also, if I told you every Monday night you get to do a show for 50 people, would you do it? And he's like, yeah i'm like look at it that way i said you have to enjoy it you know if you're doing this podcast every week you don't really like it and you're not getting views then stop doing it right people also have to be not afraid i don't know who i heard this from so i I would like to quote them accurately but 
you know, a lot, I got a lot of wrestling fans who listen to this podcast. Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't originally Stone Cold Steve Austin. He yeah, had like four yeah. or five different monikers that failed yes. before he yes. came up with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The point was he didn't give up and he wasn't afraid to try something new. I know people who do the same shit for a decade and be like, I don't know why it's not working. I'm like, I think you got to fucking change it. It's, you that's why it's like, you got to switch it up, do something different. Um, I But I, I get getting down on it and you, you can't, you tie yourself to numbers and you start thinking, why the fuck? I'll see one day where I'm like, oh shit, I got 10 new subscribers today. That's awesome. And then the next day I lost seven of them. I'm like, why the fuck? What the, it's good stuff. Why don't they like it? Why yeah, did they stop dude. subscribing? I don't understand. This is bullshit. Yeah, Come on, I, you know, if I put out a and, video and it gets, and it gets like 300 views, I'm like, fuck, this video is bombing. Meanwhile, some of the best moments of my entire life were for 300 people at the fucking laugh factory sold out. And I'm like feeling like I'm the king of the goddamn world, you know? Yeah. The internet is the, thing is, the fucking worst thing to ever happen to humanity. It really, I mean, it's 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 great in the sense that we could do this. Correct. You know what I mean, I didn't have to audition to have my own podcast. I didn't have to like submit. I didn't have to get network approval yeah. at my own podcast. So you that guys, part of it's great. Yeah, but you guys don't want to know what I had to do to get on the podcast. Talking about sucking some dick. Shut <laughs> up. Come on, are you trying to get me canceled, dude? Come on, man. Pay attention to the fucking climate out there. <laughs> that'll get me fucking screwed um but that's another thing though dude because when you get dark when you get down on yourself you start thinking because i started thinking what's the point i'm putting all this work in and then i'm going to come back to stand up when stand-up comedy opens up again it's my i kept going my 2020s fucked all the clubs that i because I, I lost a bunch of club dates yeah. i was supposed to do a bunch of clubs during april and may those are all gone obviously so it's probably going to be till next april and may they get me back on the books because say all these clubs open up in october or september they're just going to honor the dates they already have Correct. Then, all, like we mentioned a million times in this podcast, the bigger names are going to drop down so and push out some other people. So right away, I'm yeah. like, fuck, this blows. Then you have, and what I'm about to say is going to make me sound bad, but no, it's coming from a good place. You have a lot of people now saying we need less white guys doing comedy. And I understand that. And I think representation is important. But as the whitest person of all time, that does make <laughs> me go, well, shit, you yeah. know? And, and and that's also why I take Dalia, you fucking idiot. More people are going to say less crystalias and more female comics, which again, I'm, this isn't a knock on female comics. Yeah. They're great, but that's going to hurt me way. in the long run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's like, I don't got a problem with any just, comic working unless they suck ass. Unless they suck ass, too. I agree with that, yeah. too. But I just know there's going to be a lot that's going to be, there's going to be a wave uh, for a while where people are like, hey, man, don't have room for you. We don't have room yeah. for you right now. So I started to get real like, fuck fuck this fuck that you know um and i had some good ideas for the rest of the year too i had an idea about a half hour special that was themed i wanted to film in the summer you know i had oh, um man dude I, yeah, yeah i got it but the, i yeah. do have two youtube show ideas that i think um i'm gonna still do maybe in july I, um, i'll start to release this new youtube show idea that i'll tell you off air um but you know what I'm gonna do though? I did. I, I was joking with my friend last night when I was playing Mario Kart. So I have three albums out now. That sounds like enough to me to do a greatest hits album. <laughs> Has a comedian released the greatest hits? I, I know there's a so. Weird Al Yankovic greatest hits. Maybe there's a Carlin greatest hits or something. That's but I so think funny. as a joke, I'm not gonna. Everyone listening, I'm not gonna push for that album to be number one because a lot of you are like, "Do we already own this shit?" Um, but I think come Christmas, maybe like December, like 14th, I'll release. I'm going to call it um, 
Merry Christmas and Happy Fucking Holidays. You know, I'll have to bleep the fucking part. Uh, right. Joe Kilgallen's Greatest Hits. And it'll be like me holding a microphone with a Christmas hat on. And it'll just be a compilation. Maybe I'll have people vote. I'll do like a tournament on Twitter where you can do a poll. Like, which is your favorite of these jokes? You know, I'll do like yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. the links and stuff. And I'll have people vote. And then like the, like the, t- the 12 or 15 most popular jokes will be, that'll be the album. Damn, the greatest hits so album. So it won't, it won't make that's very it's funny, funny too because it's more like god yeah. it's hilarious that a comedian would do that like i don't care if it sells a bunch of copies yeah i mean i'll probably get more streams because i'll have more stuff on spotify so maybe i'll show up more that's so funny and stuff. <laughs> the three right? album greatest hits is uh that's so funny yeah how many albums do you need to release before you can do greatest hits i think three is enough <laughs> and who are you to tell me what's a hit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, Dude, it's that's hilarious, man. That's excellent. Yeah, and you Dude, can, uh... Toby, man, it was so good talking to you, buddy. I hate to end it there, but I've been oh, holding no, in great. a poop for a little bit. Um, Dude, we got we got we got to hang out some more. Um, Sam Norton's having a comedy hangout thing. It's not like a show. It'll just be us hanging out on Zoom. He mentioned in the comments. He says he'll give you the link. So yeah, if you want to just talk there. shit with yeah. a bunch of comedians, I don't think it's gonna be broadcast anywhere. I don't think. Um, Sam Norton said, "Joe, you got to do some fireside intros for uh, the tracks on the Christmas." Uh, album that's kind of funny yeah yeah or um, just or just or just overdub uh or just overdub the the lines in the thing where it's like instead of being like yeah last fourth of july it's like you know like last christmas was really crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah that's a good idea i like that shit uh all right toby should I, they just follow you on um oh yeah you're off of social media which no, i don't know no, no. oh please still follow me though uh instagram at toby.mcmullen mcmullen you got a bunch of shit up there go watch that shit and i'm gonna be posting more frequently soon i just had to i was losing my goddamn mind on that shit so i had to take a little break but i'm gonna be back on totally understand man Cranking everyone needs out. to reset you gotta, gotta recharge those batteries kid Dude, but uh, yeah man we'll uh, i'll catch up with you soon man i'll text you thanks for all the hard work you did on the on the special uh yeah, you, too, and, uh, you know the album now and a shout out to James Webb, everybody. We're off, we're obviously we're broadcasting on the People of Comedy page on Facebook and on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you can get notifications. I'm posting videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Podcast clips, um, stand up. I'm going to release the whole Toby. Every, people were commenting saying they want the whole special, so I'm putting all the videos together and releasing it as an hour, also on no. YouTube. Um, no. Yeah, people were asking for it, so I'm like, why not? Um, Hell yeah. So, so it's still going to have the. <laughs> Everyone's going to know when there's an end of a joke because it'll have the like, share, subscribe thing that we put in. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. Let them, yeah, let let them the right. got to remind these dummies. Damn straight, dude. Um, so, yeah, and shout out to James Webb for all the hard work he's been doing on the podcast network. Yeah, he also mastered yeah. the audio on my album. Um, support job. People of Comedy. They've got a ton of great podcasts on the People of Comedy Network. Um, everybody, uh, for Toby McMullen, Joe Kilgallen, you guys are the best. Uh, cheers. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for buying the album. Later, Toby. <laughs>